0: online good morning we're so glad that you've decided to join us we hope you've gathered everyone in your house so that you can watch together today we want you to participate with us too so sing along get out your Bible and your notebook just like you normally would maybe take some notes turn up the volume now don't forget to pop and share the stream let's go to church
1: was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was Say. but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air
0: Today. Here at Life Church, we exist to be a safe place for people to find and follow Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness and giving. Your generosity allows Life Church to help people to find God and ultimately allows us to make disciples. We've made it really easy for you to be a part of that mission. You can give at www.lifechurchhw.com. You can text any amount to 84321 or just simply click the link below. If you're new to Life Church, welcome! We're so glad we're, you're here. Did we say that? We'd like to send you a special gift by email. Just fill out a connection card by texting the word connect to 407 543 1423. or you can even scan the QR code that's on the screen. Super easy. We're glad you're here. We want everyone to sign up for a life group. We know life change happens in the context of relationships. Life groups have one simple purpose and that's to bring people together. God created us to live in community with others, and it's only then that we can experience the full life He intends for us. So you can click the link below or go to LifeChurchHW.com to sign up. Groups are starting this week. Next week is going to be super exciting because it's baptism. If you've made the choice to follow Jesus and you've never been baptized, we invite you to be a part of our amazing celebration this next Sunday after church. Just simply go to our website and sign up. Now, let's join Pastor Brandt.
2: Well, good morning, Life Church, and thank you again for joining us here today. Well, this morning um, we're going to be uh, continuing on in our series that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. And really the things that we've been talking about are things that are uh, very important to us at Life Church. They're things that just get down to the core of who we are. And they are the things that drive us to do church the way that we do church around here. Uh, We are passionate here ultimately about people to find God, to find freedom, you know, to discover their purpose, and then ultimately to make a difference. So you ought to know, we, we've been talking about these for several weeks, so say, look, say those things along with us right there. We want people to find God, we want them to find freedom, make a difference, uh, discover purpose, and then make a difference. You know, the last couple of weeks we've been focusing on the find freedom part. We we spent the first couple of weeks on finding God, and here's the third week that we're spending on talking about finding freedom. It is something that is just so important for us as the followers of Jesus to know what it is to live in freedom. We are going to spend one more week talking about that here today. You know, this is of vital importance to not only the health of the church, but vital to the health of each in every one of us. Because here's the thing, and I want you to think about this as as I'm speaking this morning. Because you can know Jesus and not know freedom. Do you know you can find God but yet not find freedom in your life? You know this seems kind of like an oxymoron, doesn't it? To, to, To say something like that because we are told, and, and, and we know these phrases, right? You know, and uh, we teach this, if you know God, you what? You know peace, right? If you find God, you find freedom. You know, though those statements are true, the second part of it takes work. It's just not an automatic thing. Paul was writing, uh, t- today we're gonna be looking in the book of, Galate, book of Galatians and uh, Paul was writing the book of Galatians here trying to help the believers there, the followers of Jesus, understand grace. He was reminding them that they didn't do anything to earn God's grace, therefore there was nothing that they had to do in order to keep God's grace. Well let's set up what is happening in uh, Galatians chapter 5 that we're going to be looking at uh, this morning, the, 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 the few verses that we're going to be reading here in a moment. there was a, a big controversy that had arisen within this church. Um, there is a, a big question about circumcision and uh, whether or not someone after they came to follow Jesus, whether or not they were going to have to be circumcised or not. So they were this the religious leaders were saying yes, people would have to. But then Paul was stepping in and saying, no, no, why, why do we have to do that? That's part of the old system. For you see, back in the Old Testament, as part of the whole Jewish temple and all the rites and everything, someone had to be circumcised in order to be part of the inside, to be on the inside, uh, to, to, to be religious. So there was this big question that had arisen. So people had chosen to follow Jesus, and then now some of the teachers there in that church after Paul left started adding to what grace was saying that you must be circumcised because a big part of the law that identified men, that identified men with the religious system of the day was just that circumcision. Well, think about it. That's not a real great sales pitch, is it? To join a movement, to join a church. Could you imagine that today? You know, guys, hey, you want to be part of life church, all right? Here we go got to be circumcised. Well, Paul Paul here was quite furious, quite furious at the leaders who were trying to add to grace, trying to enslave the followers of Jesus in a religious system. They, they, they still were wanting to hold on to control, hold on to power there in people's lives. Instead of living in freedom that is found in Jesus, and then live in turn freedom with others, people have always, and still today, try to add to the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And here, Paul is calling that very thing out. Let's start in Galatians chapter five, and let's read verse number one. Paul said this, he makes it really clear. He says, for freedom, Christ has set you free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again the yoke of slavery. He said, for freedom Christ has set you free. He was telling them, do not be bound and let the law, don't let religion control you anymore. You know, the law that, that Paul was referring to there are all the rules and regulations that were put in place by religion. What had happened through the years was the distortion of God's intent for the law. The law was intended to point to grace, not for us to try and measure up to the law. Its intent wasn't to separate those that were, quote unquote, holy and those that weren't. It was meant to level the playing field and get everyone to understand their need for God in their life. For everyone to see that they were messed up and sinful. The law had become a taskmaster, and striving to live by that law, the letter of the law, trying to earn God's favor, led to what we would call legalism. And legalism led to a judging atmosphere, where some would be all puffed up and thinking they were better than others because they held to more of the law than others. It gave people an opportunity to look down at others and make themselves feel good because they have been able to check off the boxes that religion had demanded. There is absolutely no freedom in that system. Paul here is calling this attitude and mindset out, telling us that Jesus has set us free. And he says, Don't be a slave to religion and rules. He didn't set us free to be bound by the law. Let's go on. Let's jump down to verse number 13. He said, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And let's stop there just for just a moment. Paul's trying to get his audience and and these followers of Jesus and us here today to understand that we are not to abuse grace. Life is not a free for all. To do what you want to now that you were forgiven, now that you know Jesus, it isn't this thing that we can just go out and do whatever we want now because we live in grace. Because ultimately this attitude, if we live that way, breeds the living for yourself And when you live for yourself, it is easier than for you to hurt others. And it hurts relationships in your life. Selfishness leads to unhealthy relationships, which is the opposite of what Paul is talking about here. And about what he's going to follow up that statement with here. So let's read on. He said, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Wow, pretty pretty incredible. You know, Paul really just kind of just really gets to the point here. He doesn't mince his words. He really wants them to understand and grasp this because Paul's desire, just like God's desire, was, was for those followers of Jesus to live free. Again, Paul is telling us here that if we are to live free, it is done in the context of what? Just like we've been talking about the last few weeks, in the context of relationships. And that those relationships are either going to be healthy based on love or they're going to be unhealthy. Remember, he is writing to the church He is writing to the church, encouraging them to put this into practice. He is trying to encourage the very people who should understand what living in love is. But as is the case far too often, the church has a hard time getting along with and loving each other. Here he says, you know, watch out that that you're not consumed by one another, that you don't devour one another. The church has a hard time sometimes getting along with and loving each other, let alone those that are on the outside, that are far from God. Because remember, we want to see people find God. And people aren't going to find God unless we know what it is as his followers to live in freedom. I don't want you to miss this. There is freedom in not being the Holy Spirit. You know, we say around here at Life Church that we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit in people's lives. You know what, ultimately, what, what that does is it frees us from being judges. You know, there is freedom in not setting ourselves up as the judge of others. Well, the guardrails for life up until Jesus was the law. You know, guardrails, when you go down the road and Uh, especially the highway and stuff. You'll see those guardrails going along the side of the road. And those guardrails are normally put in places that are very dangerous, right? And those guardrails are put to hopefully keep you within the safety zone in in order to keep you to where you're going the right way and not going off the side of a cliff and into danger. Well, the guardrails for life that Jesus set up are the guardrails of love, not the law. Well, Paul was furious that there were those that were teaching that the guardrails after grace was law and legalism instead of living in grace and love. The problem with law and legalism ultimately is that they hinder loving relationships. Why? Because you're always judging one. You're always judging others. You're always seeing others whether or not they're checking off all the boxes or not. He even gets as descriptive in his dislike for those that try to impose, impose law or legalism on the followers of Jesus by saying this in verse number 12. He says, I wish, I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. This is pretty serious stuff for us. When we, when we have love as the guardrails, guardrails and not law, not checking off the boxes that, that, that religion demands, then we will experience freedom. Living in love and letting love be the standard, you know what it does? It revolutionizes everything in our lives. When you choose to follow Jesus, He wants to set you free. He wants you to live free free from all that religion demands, free from trying to earn favor with God, free from your hurts and pains, free from your past, free from your mistakes, free from you being a judge. You didn't earn the relationship you have with Jesus. And you know what? You didn't earn grace. So after you've been given grace, then why would you think you had to add anything to it from that point on? All it does is hinders you. It then puts you back in that yoke of slavery. So he's trying to get us to understand, so live free. The questions we we should ask ourselves in every situation, in every relationship, in in, in those situations that, that that arise in our relationships is this. And that's this question, what does love demand? Having this mindset will revolutionize every relationship in your life. And and, and and through that you'll know and experience freedom when you step back and you just ask yourself and when, when they're in your homes they're there when you're uh, communicating with your spouses or you or your kids or, or or your friends or relatives and you filter things and in the situations that enter into your life what does love demand in this situation incredible most of the time it's probably a lot different than the way you want to naturally react. What does love demand? Paul, as he winds this thought, emphasized what, what Jesus said. He, he said there, uh, there, uh, there in our verses, he said he emphatically states that we uphold the law in one word. And he said it was simply this, by loving others as ourselves, by living in loving relationship with others. And how do you do that? Well you love people as you love yourself, Paul said. We've talked about this the last couple weeks and I believe it is so important that we need to talk about it again today. So many followers of Jesus can't live free because they can never learn to love themselves. They never learn to let themselves off the hook. Here's the thing, when you enter into a relationship with Jesus, you know what he does at that point? He forgives you. He forgives everything about you that isn't right. Even the things, even the things you don't realize are right. And then you know what's even cooler than that? Even the things in the future that you're not going to get right. He just simply forgives you. So in turn, we have to learn to let ourselves off the hook and forgive ourselves. As well because you can't extend grace and live within the guardrails of love until you heal your yesterdays until you let the yesterdays all the old things to, to just let those things go years ago whenever Stacy and I were extremely broken and, um, and and not only my relationship with her but then my relationship with others as well were you know things just weren't really good in life because of some decisions that I had made Well, God, it it, it wasn't until a few years later whenever I, I had to just come to the point to realize that God had already forgiven me and that I was holding myself to a standard that God wasn't holding myself to. God had already forgiven me and said, hey, now go out and live free, but I was the one that was still living in bondage, not because of God, but because I chose not to love myself and let myself off the hook. Well my other my relationship with, with Stacy and others just simply started getting better when I learned what it was to let myself off the hook. The things that the thing that holds us back is holding ourselves to a higher standard than God does. Did you hear that? Do you understand that? You know, don't let shame and regret hold you back. Don't hold yourself to a higher standard than God does. You can be forgiven from God and be a prisoner to yourself. But when you lean into this, let others in, become vulnerable and authentic, and let the walls down, then you can begin to experience the freedom and fullness of all that God has for you. Remember, Paul said, for freedom, Christ has set you free. And it all works together. Don't be bound by the law. You know, live in live in relationship with others. All these things work together. So so, so two things I want you to take away. Two things I'd, I'd like you to hold on to and grab on to here today with this. And that's number one, live by the guardrails of love and not religion. When you do that, that in turn is going to spill over into your relationships with others. But when you live bound by religion, bound by trying to check off all the boxes, it affects your relationships. So live by the guardrails of love, not religion. And then, too, don't hold yourself to a higher standard than God does. Live forgiven and free. Free yourself. Find God and find freedom. Freedom they are not mutually exclusive but work hand in hand our desire is to see people find god but then not just leave it there but then find freedom in their life and it works they you know and you can't find freedom without finding god and you can't find it, it all just works together there so at life church we want everyone to find god to find freedom and freedom is found in living in relationship with others so you know what I want you to I want you to place yourself intentionally in relationship with others that are going to make you better in life church we've been talking about this the last couple weeks you have opportunities to do that all around here there are there, there's a life group for you whether it's a men's group or a ladies group or uh young adults group or marriage group and all kinds of different groups that you can be a part of and put yourself in relationship with others so that you can maybe get over some of those past hurts and hang-ups and, and, and to be able to heal those yesterday so that you can move on and live in freedom. Live in the context of relationships with others. Well, next week we will be, dis- we'll be, dis- we will be discussing another vital piece of the puzzle here. And that is that we want everyone to discover their purpose. Have have you ever wondered why you were here? You know, well, I I want you to come back next week. I want you to tune back in next week. Or maybe even join us over at Water Spring. I want you to come back and hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll start to begin to discover God's purpose for your life. And I promise you this, He has one for you. God has a purpose for each and every one of you. You know, but here's the thing again, his purpose then goes back and it begins in finding him. You know what, this morning, you know, you this might be the first time you've ever tuned in and watched us. And here we're talking about finding freedom, we're talking about God and how much he loves you and, uh, you know, how, how much he wants you to live free and not let your past hold you back. You know what, today might be the first time you've ever heard that God loves you and that God wants a relationship with you. Well, you know, that can happen right there in your homes this morning. You know that Jesus loved you so much that he went to a cross for you, that he died for you, that he paid the penalty for all of your mistakes, all of your sin, so that you could step into a loving relationship with him. Boy, that can happen right there in your home by simply just acknowledging that to him and just saying, God, I want to be yours. Thank you for Jesus. Forgive me for my sin. Now I want to follow you with my life. That's all you have to do. And if that's you and you make that choice to follow Jesus, we want to celebrate with you. Would you, on our website, would you fill out one of those contact forms and reach out to us and let us know about that decision that you've made to follow Jesus. Nothing more exciting in all the world. Boy, again, thank you so much for joining us here this morning, and I hope each and every one of you have a blessed